This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, we are continuing to look at the stimulus package that was announced this morning, getting a better idea on what exactly that means, what's going to happen in the coming days and the near future. And this is on top of the other big announcement this morning, one of the new measures announced by the federal government as we continue to fight the spread of COVID-19. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announcing that the Canada-U.S. border will be closed to non-essential travel. He says trade, however, will not be impacted. Our governments recognize that it is critical that we preserve supply chains between both countries. These supply chains ensure that food, fuel, and life-saving medicines reach people on both sides of the border. Supply chains, including trucking, will not be affected by this new measure. Canadians and Americans cross the border every day to do essential work or for other urgent reasons. That will not be impacted. Let's bring in Michael Campbell. He is the host of Money Talks on Saturdays. Michael, great to talk to you during the week. Well, there's a heck of a lot to talk about, to be honest. I mean, there's so many directions here, a stimulus package today or the help package today for people who are directly impacted. And let me just say this, Jill, this is so unusual in this way. The government doesn't want you to work. This is one of the big differences. I've never seen this before. So when they are making it easier uh, for people who are self-employed, for example, to get help from the government, obviously unemployed getting help for the government. They have some measures to help the homeless shelters, that kind of thing. But the idea was, when I've heard some of the commentary on this, you know, people say, well, God, it's going to make it too easy. Like, you, d- you don't even have to go- have a doctor's note to stay home. You can just, you know, testify yourself as to the need for that. You can stay home to take care of a family member. All of those things, because this is the big difference, is they want you to stay home. I mean, this, this is just an absolutely unprecedented case where we are consciously shutting down the economy. It is different because in the past, you're right, it has been uh, do everything we can. And that's the worst case scenario is if you have to stay home. But you're right. The advice now is stay home if you can. Uh, When we talk about the border itself and the fact that they are shutting it down to non-essential traffic, not a huge surprise. We knew those talks were Mm -hmm. underway. Uh, How do you see that playing out? Well, obviously, we're seeing, you know, one of the things the market does is give you a reflection on how it's being interpreted. So this is a disaster for tourism. We've, that was the first thing out of the gate when we started to talk about the impact of the novel coronavirus. Going back a couple of months, we said, man, this is going to be terrible for tourism. Well, now you remove the American component. And, uh, you know, I just can't even imagine the stress this is putting un- uh, businesses under from major hotel chains, tour operators. Uh, the list is just such a long one. I mean, restaurateurs, again, think about this. We're in, uh, you know, usually we encourage tourism, you know, dramatically so. You know, it's a big initiative of government. Let's bring people from other parts of the world to spend money in our economy. Well, again, that stopped dead. So that's an example. I mean, obviously, the prime minister uh, is correctly worried about, uh, you know, people worried about shortages of things. And that's why he's talking about the trade will continue. He's talking about supplies will continue across the border because we have a fully integrated relationship with both Mexico and the United States primarily. So that's, uh, you know, that's why they're spending time on that. And that's a good thing. I mean, that's a good thing that they're emphasizing that. So let's 
you know, there's a tendency I, I'm sensing, and I'm not sure you, you're, you're looking at the buzz line and hearing these kinds of things. Uh, I'm not sure that, I mean, it looks like there is panic in the air to me. Certainly in the stock market, we're not trading stocks anymore. We are trading panic. And we've been saying that, by the way, for well over a month on Money Talks, that fundamentals cease to be the issue. We are t- trading psychology. But that's what I'm seeing. So I, I was glad to see him try to assure Canadians, you don't have to run out and buy toilet paper. You don't have to run out and buy hand sanitizer, let alone groceries, you know, or other important, uh, you know, trade-related uh, items that we purchase. So uh, that's important. And so they're doing their best to have that continue. But I se- sense it's not so much from an economic perspective, but let's make sure that people aren't, uh, you know, panicking in terms of, clearing out the grocery shelves, as, as one example. No, exactly. Uh, looking at the markets today and losses uh, on uh, right across <laughs> the board today, uh, how do markets generally respond? And not that we've had a stimulus package like this any time in the recent past, but how, how do the markets generally respond when we have governments coming out with these types of stimulus packages? Well, I think today's stimulus package, uh, no, sorry, it was three three parts focused. One is saying, if you're in business and you've got to have a cash flow or a credit payment uh, problem, we're addressing that too. We're going into the credit markets. We're trying to help with lines of credit, that kind of thing. So that's important. Uh, but they are also focusing on individuals who are worried about loss of income, whether they're forced to stay home because of sickness, whether they've been told to stay home, you know, again, uh, surrounding the novel coronavirus spread, that kind of thing. They're trying to address those people, including self-employed, that's a big change here, and making it easier, making it quicker, because they want to put money in your pocket. So they're also that was also part today. But the the big overview that you're seeing in the stock market, and and you know when you have a methodology and you approach these things, I think this is misunderstood. But you know, so I've got a methodology, a computer modeling that I'm party to, that we have been laying out a scenario that's very similar to this since September. And so it gives you confidence that what you see coming next is, in fact, going to happen. And we have a problem in the credit markets. The Bank of Canada is well aware of it. Uh, uh, Governor uh, Stephen Polos talked about it this morning. Again, whether the media understands that's what he's really talking about uh, is, I don't know. But he talked about they were into the market yesterday to keep the functioning of the credit markets with $35 billion. Last week, the Federal Reserve promised $1.5 trillion over the next 30 days to make sure our credit markets are functioning, which is obviously a phenomenally important key. So, uh, you know, when I wa- watch the stock market, all you're trading now is, again, fear and psychology. You're making guesses. Like, for example, I'm looking at the oil companies. Clearly, some of the valuations are basically saying there's a 90% probability you're out of business. That, I mean, we're, we're seeing such profound drops in asset value just over 90 days. Like, it's, it's uh, you know, we're back to what happened in 2008 with the credit crisis, but on steroids. This is worse. Uh, we're eliminating, you know, one and two years worth of gains. We've got oil at an 18-year low, thanks to the actions of Saudi Arabia in their price war with Russia. And by the way, they're hoping they put businesses like the shale oil uh, boom down in the States. They hope they put them out of business. They want to take their competitors out. Yes, they focused on Russia, but they definitely think that, you know, it's a very big positive if they can stop North American production too. So there's just so much going on. (laughs) That there is, uh, for sure. Uh, You mentioned 2008 because I think a lot of people are comparing it to that, and that's the most recent or the last last recession, the last downturn similar to this we have. Uh, But I see comparisons as well, going back that we haven't had had this kind of volatility uh, since the Depression. 
Absolutely. I, you know, I'm, this is one of the few advantages of getting really old like me is I very clearly remember all the lessons I learned in 1987 in the October 19th crash. But one of those lessons, for example, because I'm getting questions this way, well, why is gold selling off? Why is this selling off? I'll tell you why, because it's a liquidity and a cash problem. So what happens in these kinds of environments in the markets is a lot of times I've, I've got a big problem over here. And the only thing I can sell is stuff that's actually fairly positive. So we end up selling our good stuff to protect our bad stuff. And keep in mind, this is what's happening, by the way, in the stock market. There's so many internal things happening. It, it, it was triggered by the coronavirus, uh, predicated on a system that had been built on credit. So we're unraveling the credit system right now. That's the big issue. That's why it's so abrupt. And then you get into sort of... Uh, more daily details is somebody owns a hotel chain and they're in big trouble. So they've sold their stocks to shore up that hotel chain. So we're seeing a lot of that. And it can be right down to the personal level, people saying, I want cash, so I'm selling stuff. So those kind of dynamics start impacting the market, which is why uh, going back about three weeks ago, I remember you and I chatting and you said, is this going to be good and this going to be good? You know, things that benefit sort of like whoever makes those wipes, that kind of thing. And I said, nothing's going to be good because it's going to be an avalanche because it's a liquidity problem first and foremost. All right. So we will leave it there. Mike Campbell, thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs> I hope I helped clear things up and not made it more difficult. But what I will do, Jill, I promise on Money Talks, we've been on top of this extremely clearly. You and I have talked about pension problems. You might want to read up on it because you're about to get some. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, the Money Talks will clear this all up and tell people what they should be thinking of.